Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, my name is Aid and this is show number 292. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we have all four of us here this week and we'll say hi to the others in a minute. But first of all, I think I'm going to claim naming rights of this show this week. <laughs> And I think I should like to call it normally Graham, as as we know, you know I think Graham does a lot of the naming of shows uh, and, you know, uh, it's a it's a it's a his satirical wit shines through. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, you always say. But, but I'm going for the more simple through. approach this week. I, and I hereby declare that this show is called I Dream of Jeff. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. This is this is a special show dedicated to to Jeff and the visit that Jeff ha- has recently paid to all of us uh, individually. He has been on a tour of the UK and mm. has been to meet up with all four of us. Uh, and uh, yes, we so so uh, happily that's generated some nice little stories and uh, some some podcast material as well. So uh, first of all, anyway, uh, Graham, how are you doing this week? I'm doing very well, thank you, Aid. Very, very happy that it has cooled, cooled, cooled down now. Um, as we predicted last week, it was really, really hot. I'm so glad we were not sat in this room last Tuesday. I would have been dead. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I'm glad that you're not dead. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Claire, how are you? I'm really good, thank you as well, Aid. Um, always pleased to be here. And um, had a really nice time with Jeff, who, when I thought about it, came from the city of angels to the island of angels when he visited me. Ooh, interesting. It's the city of angels, and Anglesey is the island of angels. So there we go. So it's like a link. (laughs) (laughs) It it is indeed a link. Yeah, absolutely. Rach, how are you doing? Hello. I feel like a Pokemon. Like, everyone <laughs> was like, cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, in, in his post about, like, collected all four sunnies. Yeah. Which did make me, did make me chuckle. Um, uh, but, yeah, uh, last Tuesday I was in a very hot place in that <laughs> I was in the um, pop-up darkroom tent with Jeff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, basically, uh, as Graham was saying, he didn't want to be in that situation. That's pretty much where uh, where I was. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what, what, I was just going to say, now I've met Jeff, one thing I could pro- I think to have probably learned is, is Jeff not taller than a pop-up darkroom tent? <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a thing that we were like, huh, I'd never really considered this considering I am five foot six and a half. Um, and uh, that half is really important to me. Um, but, um, and then I, I stood next to Jeff next to the darkroom tent and went, is this going to work? How's this going to happen? Because um, yeah. so if you're it, a bit too tall and it's just like resting on his head and the bottom comes off the ground, it's no longer <laughs> dark inside, is it? <laughs> well, there's this point right but actually it was okay his, his head just grazed the, the roof um but he is six foot seven so you know it's a uh, pretty tall how tall are you graham i am six foot two and yeah upon greeting jeff uh i was kind of faced with that kind of horrible thing oh no there's somebody i have to look up to here which is we really unnerving um jeff and i actually <laughs> talked about this the fact that it's as a tall person when you do meet somebody who is as tall or taller than you you really don't feel good about it at all because we're just not used to it like for for people of a average or short height 
it's the world you live in. You're used to there being yeah. two other people around you. But for us, like, no, we're used to towering over you all. <laughs> and so it's really like, oh, no. <laughs> Okay. I would say that actually when uh, when Jeff was with us in uh, Liverpool and he, he came and met Constance, when Jeff met, met Constance, she was so, so happy because she, she absolutely loves, adores being up high, looking down at all the peasants um, <laughs> <laughs> to do her bidding. Um, and she was just absolutely like enthralled by being up so high on top of this mountain that is Jeff, <laughs> basically looking down upon the rest of us. So, uh, yeah, I think she's his favourite playmate now. <laughs> okay, well, I tell you what, um, there, there's there's more to Jeff. He's more than a one-dimensional person, even if that dimension is height. Uh, there's more to him than that. So, so uh, let, let's celebrate our relative meetings with Jeff um, uh, just by by chatting it through, I guess. And I think mm. I'm going to go first because I met him first. Yeah. Which is, a, yeah, I met him first. He's my friend. <laughs> Nobody else had ever met Jeff before A did. It's really weird. <laughs> And uh, of the four of us, uh, I, I managed to meet Jeff. Unfortunately, only for a short while. Um, but yeah, he was in London. I was in London. And we managed to meet up at the uh, the photography museum. No, the camera museum is called now. Sorry, this is this is the little shop that many of us know that is just near the British Museum in the centre of London. There has been various different blends of cafe, museum, and camera shop over the last however many years. Uh, and uh, so we, we met there on a very hot afternoon indeed and had a nice cooling beer uh, and uh, and had a, a really good chat. He was all kinds of nice and then some uh, and he was very, very gracious about our podcast. And uh, so that was that was cool. We didn't chat too much about photography, although he did show me this tiny little spy Minox camera that he had. Um, and he even let me take a photo of him on it and he took a photo of me so i look forward to seeing uh, um uh, and uh, seeing what comes out of that um, interesting thing but i just found him to be a thoroughly nice bloke uh full of joy and stories and just really pleased to, to sit and chat and, and spend time with him uh, i don't have a lot of, of news to share um re- with regard to it because we just sat and chatted we chatted about being a dad we chatted about where we lived and the differences between those places we chatted yeah just just about stuff really and how you get started podcasting and and things like that so uh yeah i i love i dream of cameras uh and uh, i love listening to it i love the energy it has and even though i'm not a camera collector the, the way jeff and gabe run uh, uh, talk is is very in um What's the what's the and it gives you gives you energy, doesn't it, to listen to that show? So uh, I was as pleased to meet him uh, and talk about his podcast as he seems to be to talk about ours. <laughs> How was the camera museum? I haven't been there for ages. Oh yeah, I got stickers too. <laughs> get stickers though, Aid. I, I did st- get some stickers. I, yeah. I got the square stickers. I didn't get those funny cutout ones. So he obviously Ooh. likes you more than he likes me. Um, <laughs> the uh, the camera museum. So this, of course, you you'll remember this, Graham, because this is the yeah, place I sure do. <laughs> where, you bought, where you bought a Lomo LCA for three quid. Uh, excuse me, it was two quid. I'm not made of money. <laughs> two quid. Yeah, yeah. We, they used to have a bin, right, of, of, of basically junk point and shoots, right, that they didn't, they couldn't be bothered to clean up and price and put a warranty on or anything like that. It was basically their bargain bin. And Graham and I went there one day a few years back, and and you were digging in the bin, weren't you? And you went, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like look at, Graham. <laughs> look, at, look, at, look at that. I'm oh, sorry. 
okay all right let's see if they clock it when you try and buy it and it went and the guy absolutely clocked it didn't he He Mm -hmm. i remember you put this thing it's a dirty scruffy lomo lca hadn't been cleaned in years um uh, but you'd legitimately found it in their bargain bin uh, and you put it on the counter and I remember the bloke looking at it and looking at you and looking <laughs> at the camera and looking and then he sort of the, the he sort of seemed to deflate slightly <laughs> and I went yeah alright then <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean the irony is that that probably the entire content of that bargain bin at this point is probably all worth 30 40 quid plus yes but at the time the lca was worth maybe 150 odd quid 200 yeah. quid at the time um, yeah uh, and you got it for like basically like three percent or whatever of, of what it should have been yeah yeah mm. <laughs> sometimes things go your way um i love the camera museum it's it's such a cool little place because it's also the 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 camera museum is the the blow for bit and then it's a hasselblad um specialist on the top floor isn't it Oh, wow. Yes, I think so. Yes, I didn't go up there actually. Uh, so uh, because it's it, it it does change because I don't go there very often. I only have once every few years, and so every time I go there, it's slightly different. Um, uh, but yeah, I understand that is is the case. Uh, they still have the camera museum in the basement uh, and the main floor being the cafe. Uh, so actually, nowadays, um, which is um, uh, a bit more common from the the pandemic times is you know people build these sort of you know wooden decks out on the street outside their emporia and and put seats and stuff outside. So instead of two little yeah you know, sort of rickety metal chairs that used to be outside, there was some there was a nice open space on the street. Mm. It's a, uh, I don't know if the street is pedestrianised, but certainly a very low traffic street. Mm. Um, and uh, the uh, so that was nice because we got to sit out. I, I, I picked that as a venue because I knew it would be shady because the buildings around there are quite tall and it was going to be really, really hot. So I said, oh, OK, we'll meet there. And I got there and I was really pleasantly surprised because it was we were able to sit outside in the street in the shade and get a bit of a breeze. You know, they brought us drinks and uh, yeah, had a really nice time. Yeah. Cameron Museum is one of those places that if you're in London and you've got some free time, it's it's just a nice place to go and visit. The museum, I mean... It's a, it's a, it is in the basement and it is not a big basement. It's a basement <laughs> it's a very, room, yes. It's a it is a compact and bijou museum, but it's just a nice place to go and look at stuff. And um, and you can you get two pound <laughs> Loma LCAs there. I think that's a guaranteed thing. I'm sure everybody gets that. So. Yeah, with every croc monsieur. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so yeah so that was great um, um jeff uh i i was working that day um so i got out of the office as quickly as i could uh jeff already had a, a dinner engagement with friends uh so unfortunately we didn't get to have too much time uh, uh together uh certainly didn't get the opportunity to to record any podcast uh snippets unfortunately uh too too rushed uh and uh being central london of course even though it's a slightly quiet side street it's not the best place to record a podcast <laughs> so uh yeah that that was my experience and a jolly good one too and I look forward to meeting jeff again in the future so so where did where did jeff go next <laughs> jeff actually came uh up to liverpool to see me next but i think it makes sense if we chat to claire first actually because um mm-hmm. Yeah, you managed to speak to him about his his camera collection. Yeah, yeah so he came he came to visit um, to Anglesey, so that was really lovely. And I prepared for him before he came. I did like a list of maybe places that he might on the island that he might want to see that might interest him, which ranged from 
all different villages and beaches and ancient standing stones. So we did a lot of walking and it was quite nice because um, he stayed in um, a place called Trother Bay in a local hotel, which used to be the family home of um, Grace Coddington, who is, if you know Grace Coddington, she lives in America now. She's like the creative director of Vogue. So she's quite well known. So I, I liked all these like connections. And yeah, so we, we drove about. We we went to, I took Jeff to Aberfrau, where I do a lot of my photographs and the dunes and the, the marum grass. And we went to Llandwyn on Newbra and we had a long walk there. And in fact, we were walking and talking still at half eight at night about picnic at Hanging Rock. We talked a lot about films. So I remember we were sat down talking about picnic at Hanging Rock and Peter Weir on Chandwin. Um, we went round um, to different burial chambers. So we went to Brinkechi D, um, which is a fantastic chamber um, where you can enter. Um, and the Penrose Foley Standing Stones, which, because um, Jeff is a Julian Cope fan, and I think that Julian Cope, um, likes all different standing stones across Anglesey. And I think he'd, um, oh, we went to Trafignath as well, which I think is one of his favourites. Anyway, in all this trip, because we went quite a few places, and we went to Port Marion, which was the, um, you know, where the prisoner was shot. Uh, Jeff had with him two cameras. Um, now, one of them was the Minox, which you spoke about, Aid, which I'd never seen before, and now I absolutely want one. Um, so if listeners don't know what that what, what what one is, it's about, as Jeff described, about the size of a packet of chewing gum. And um, it is like a spy camera, isn't it? I felt like this is great, and it's very small, and um, it's easy to use, so it suits me. And it's actually with Super 8 film in there which is quite incredible. So you're shooting Super 8 stills. I just want one. I thought it was great. And then he had this other fantastic camera um, that he shot and I was I used it as well. So I can't wait. He'll probably develop his, well, he will develop his film. And he had this Hasselblad, was it Hasselblad X-Pan camera, um, which was a beautiful, again, beautiful to look at camera. Um, and it was wide. You know, the framing was really wide and quite nice to focus so he when he was with me he shot quite a lot around the island and in Port Marion with this camera and I also took some shots of Jeff um in front of standing stones and different places I hope they've come out and they're focused all right um but what a beautiful camera and um yeah had it had a really great time and then we spent some time and you can hear kind of Jeff talking about his camera. So it's Claire here and I'm in Port Marion, which is an Italianate village over in Gwynedd, um, um, an architectural splendour of a place. And I'm with a very special guest today. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. It's Jeff Greenstein. 
I'm your American cousin from the Sunny 16 podcast known as I Dream of Cameras. Yeah. And Jeff's, Jeff's, Jeff's um, doing a tour of the UK at the moment. So he's been on Anglesey since yesterday. He's here for a couple of days. How have you found Anglesey first, Jeff? What's your trip like I mean, so it's far? amazing. The, the whole trip has been incredible. And yeah. honestly, not only is it a tour of Her Majesty's United Kingdom, but it is also a tour of the participants mm. of the Sunny 16 podcast. <laughs> I started in London with Aid. Then I went to Liverpool with Rachel. And now I'm here with you. And that scoundrel Graham has reluctantly agreed <laughs> to meet up with me in London on Saturday. Anyway, so I've never been to Wales, never been to Anglesey. Uh, as it happens, my principal familiarity with Wales it consists of two cultural reference points. One is the town that we're in, Port Marion, yeah. which was the setting of the series The Prisoner, which is the cult TV show mm. in the United States, which was filmed in Port Marion, which in the context of the series was kind of a prison camp, which is fascinating because it's this whimsical porcelain-covered village, porcelain-colored village. And then my other reference is uh, Cardiff, which is where my favorite band, Young Moral Giants, are from. I love the Young Marble Giants. Yeah, yeah, so I'm getting to experience two major cultural touchstones in the same trip. And of course, I'm getting to see the delightful Claire, <laughs> who I only know through her work, and kind of get a sense of this marvelous island. Uh, which I guess I would say, I mean, we've done some touring. Mm -hmm. This is our second day of touring. It reminds me in some ways of like Cape Cod. Yeah. You know, in the northeastern United States. But it's got a character that's utterly distinctive. And it kind of, I would like to think, maybe, feel free to disabuse me of this notion, gives me the teeniest, tiniest sense of how you've developed as an artist because yeah. of growing up in this landscape. Mm. Um, and we went to, yesterday, didn't we? We went to Aberfrau. To Rosniger, we're in Trother Bay. Where else have we been? Oh my Bring gosh! Bring Kathy D, the the burial yeah. chamber. Yeah, we've seen um, uh, ancient burial chambers yeah. from the time of the Druids. We've been on walking paths uh, along sandy, flat, sandy beaches. Beautiful foggy vistas. Today is a classic cloudy, bright F eight kind of day, mm. right? And uh, and Claire has been the un the best tour guide imaginable <laughs> for this. And Jeff has brought with him a couple of spectacular cameras. Now, do you want to talk us through the two that, and especially the one you showed me this morning as yeah. well? Yeah. Okay. So, so, what he's got with him. So, <laughs> those of you who listened to I Dream of Cameras, our last episode, I talked a little bit about the decision making that went into choosing cameras for this trip and the fact that I seldom bring more than one camera on a trip. <laughs> I, was, I brought the Rolly 35, which I have shot not at all on this trip and I also oh. brought the camera that kind of fascinated you this morning yes. which is a Minox LX which is of course a sub-miniature camera which shoots on cartridges which contain film which is roughly the same size as Super 8 and you had you ever seen one in person before? I've never before? seen one in person and you you showed me how to use it um it's should we explain how small it is as well yeah how, it's about you... let's see this one is about slightly larger than a package of chewing gum that's right yeah chewing gum right? a good little, description little, yeah. slightly longer slightly yeah. thicker but about that size and of course those of you who know this camera at all probably know it from the james bond films because most people call this the spy camera <laughs> And you sight your way through a little window in the center of it. You push a shutter button on the top. And then to advance it, you push it together and pull it apart. Like, and so you were utterly fascinated. I was, I was huh? enthralled. And because, like you said, when you said it was Super 8 film, 
I had never seen anything because I'm used to using the the cartridges, the large cartridges. So this, like you said, it was like a one ten size. Yeah, but shrunk down. Shrunk down. Yeah, the 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 size of the Minox cartridges, if you imagine a one ten cartridge, mm. but shrunk down to the size of just a little over yeah. like an inch and a quarter. And so it's like a little micro cartridge that you drop in to the back of the and, camera. And like you say, so you're, it's shooting Super 8 stills, isn't it? Basically, so yeah. I yes. can't wait to see. Yeah, um, you got kind of hooked on it, I, I really want one. And uh, so we did a couple of shots when we had breakfast this morning, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. We were just sitting opposite each other at this restaurant. And again, the other thing that's unique about the Minox is... The, it's a fixed aperture mm. of 3.5, but mm. it focuses down to eight inches. That's right. Which yeah. is, of course, when you have, you know, when you've sneaked into the embassy <laughs> and you need to copy the secret documents, it focuses down to eight inches. So it was very easy for us to take snaps of us of each other across the table yeah. because we were about three feet apart. So we just handed the camera back and forth, yeah. and took pictures. So those were the two I brought: the Rolly 35 and the Minox LX. But then there was a wrinkle. Yeah. I mean, and what a wrinkle. A purchase. <laughs> I can't believe this. I mean, we're going to do a deep dive on this on I Dream of Cameras, but suffice it to say that on the second day of this trip, I had, I had just arrived in London the previous evening. I, on the morning of the Tuesday, I went to this area around the British Museum, Pied Bull Yard, where there are a number of camera shops mm. that I like. And my favorite camera shop on Little Russell Street is called Camera City. This is where I bought the Alpa 11SI, which frequent listeners will know is my all-time favorite camera i bought that almost exactly 10 years ago mm -hmm. and when i walked into this shop god help me there was a hasselblad x-pan on the shelf which is a camera i have wrestled with acquiring for years and the friendly owner panny showed it to me it's in great shape uh, it's got a beautiful lens okay and let's talk about what an x-pan is mm. the thing the reason the x-pan is so coveted is because it shoots 35 millimeter film, but it shoots a 24 by 65 millimeter panoramic image. It has a very, if you imagine you open the back of the camera and instead of seeing a 35 millimeter film gate, you see one that is almost twice as wide. Yeah. And you're shooting it, unlike the wide Lux, which has a swing lens to cover 65 millimeter, you are shooting that frame all at once, like a cinema image. So I picked this thing up. It's a rangefinder camera. I picked it up. And I walked out with it. Yeah. I bought it on the spot. Thank God the dollar is strong against the pound. <laughs> and it has been the camera I've been shooting with the entire trip because I can't get enough of this mm. thing. So it was with us yesterday on the island. Yes. It's here with us today in Port Marion. And Jeff has very generously allowed me to have a go on this camera. And I must say... I now want one myself. <laughs> but what they're do you very like rare. About it? What I do you like, like the about fact it? it's wide. Like you say, I, li I like how wide it is. Um, so that's really attractive to me. I like the framing, the wideness, and I actually love the noise it makes when it. <laughs> it does. It has an electric motor, right? Mm. And when you press the contoured silver shutter button, mm. it makes a very satisfying. Which is really nice. And you were explaining to me when we were um, on Brinkley D earlier, which was the burial chamber, and we did some pictures. You were explaining to me about how the film um, winds the film on. Do you want to tell yeah, listeners? it's really interesting. There's very few cameras that do this, but if you think about it, it's a brilliant idea. So when you place a, a roll of 35 millimeter film in the X-pan and close the back, mm. it immediately extracts 
all the film onto the take-up spool. Mm -hmm. And as it does that, it counts the sprockets with an infrared sensor, I think. And therefore, it knows how many shots you have, whether you've bulk-loaded it, whether it's 24 or 36 or 42 or 17 shots. Mm -hmm. It knows how many shots you can get on that roll. And it shows you on the counter how many you've got. And That's as right. you shoot, it winds the film back into the cartridge, which is brilliant yeah. because, first of all, say your battery dies or your film jams or the back pops mm. open, the only part of the film that gets spoiled is the unexposed part. Yes. Which is so ingenious. And when you finish shooting the last shot, it just goes and pulls the, the tongue the back into the cartridge and you're all done. And doesn't it, it tells you as well how many shots have been taken. That's right. Yeah. Um, in total, ever on the camera. That's right. You can, yes, if you power <laughs> on the camera and hold down a special button, it will tell you how many shots total have mm. been taken. And mine has about 2,300 mm. total, which for a 22-year-old camera is, good. is not a lot at all. No. That's, what is that, 100 shots a year? Yeah. So this only has had a few dozen rolls of film through mm -hmm. it, um, which is good because it could die on me at any minute. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, so... The other neat thing about it, by the way, I mean, it's designed to be a panoramic camera, and that's what you'd use it for. It's a rangefinder camera. But you, it has a roller button on the back that can switch between panoramic and standard 35 millimeter. And if you twist it, the frame in the viewfinder shrinks down to standard mm. 35 size. So you could mix standard and panoramic shots on the same roll if you felt like that's it. That's great. And for me, it's got a self-timer. Yeah. <laughs> so just done, we have done a couple of um, selfies, haven't we? We did. Yeah, we, we, we did we the just, first one just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, so, so for you, <laughs> see, for you with your cinematic so got, sensibility. It's got a tripod mount. It, oh, of course it oh, does. Oh, yes, it's got a tripod, so yeah. perfect for me. Perfect tripod for you. <laughs> so, yes, as the woman whose self-portraits self yeah. self feature such beautiful and evocative cinematic images, mm. having a cinema frame and yeah. a self-timer and a tripod yeah. socket, I'm very worried yeah. that you are falling in love with this camera. I am. That camera <laughs> and the other one. The, oh, <laughs> the and the Minox. Yeah. Look what I did, guys. So I have completely hooked yeah. Claire on two new cameras. So it's funny because yeah. you are so strongly identified with Polaroid. Mm, I know, I know. But it would be very interesting to see what you do. Now, yeah. can you mention what camera you brought along on today's excursion? I don't say what I brought along. <laughs> Graham, will, Graham will have a, a I fit. Listen, I'm going to give you all the love. I will defend you against all comers. Okay. What did you bring? I brought my, my lovely Canon... Um, 300. EOS but 300. you like the lens, don't you? Listen, she has the standard 50 millimeter f1.4 FD lens on it, which is today. one of the finest 50s <laughs> today. One of the finest 50s ever made. I don't care that your camera is a, is a silver plastic granny cam. <laughs> it doesn't matter because the lens, remember, camera's just a box with a glass yep. thing on the front. That is good glass. I have no no animus against your camera yeah. at all, Graham. <laughs> so we're good. so uh, should we go off and do some pictures then and then yeah, we're report gonna, back Yes, later. we're going to take a few shots around Port Marion. This is an amazing destination and I got to thank Claire as I just did. But I want to thank Claire for bringing me here because I first saw The Prisoner when I was like 12 years old <laughs> and I never thought I would visit this magical place. And here we are with other tourists. <laughs> so this is a quick update we ventured around Port Marion we have used the camera and it's been a real privilege to be able to um, experience shooting on this very rare camera so I'm really enjoying the the framing of this camera and how it's set out and how wide the pictures are so I'm really looking forward when the film is developed to see to see what we got i just hope that i've focused okay for the ones that i have taken uh, jeff at the moment is inside the actual house 
of number six. So that was fun finding that. Um, so we're about to leave Port Mary and the sun has come out, which is lovely. So we're going to get ourselves an ice cream. Um, then we're going to depart Port Marion. I'm going to drive us round the mountains, which is lovely, actually. We th I think that'll be a really, not just a nice thing to do, I think it'll be lovely to stop and maybe take some pictures with this camera, because I think um, the mountains are stunning and so would really suit this wide-framed camera, so that'll be nice. Then we're going to go back onto the island um, to a place called Bumaris, and then we were hoping as well to see more ancient standing stones and some more burial chambers so hopefully some more shots in there with this super camera so that's it from us okay well i i i have to suppose that that jeff was allowed to leave the island because <laughs> Yeah, he did manage to visit all four of us and so far we've only heard from me and from Claire. So let's hear from Rachel and Rachel's adventures with Jeff. Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously after after London, he also, he came up to Liverpool and I got a chance to um, spend a bit more time uh, with Jeff than, than you were able to actually aid. And we went for... Um, food at one of my favourite restaurants called Mowgli in Liverpool, which was just lovely. I, um, he arrived a little bit earlier than I was expecting to, and and so I was like, oh, okay, I was going to be seeing him the next morning, but in the end, it was a very last minute. Actually, they happened to have a table, and in the fifteen minutes of me trying to figure out getting getting a table booked, it's been that long since I've actually been <laughs> out for food somewhere. Um, the table had gone, um, but I did manage to find us a space uh, a bit earlier. So it was an earlier meet than I'd expected, but it was lovely. We went for really nice meal, um, had lovely um, lovely chat catch up. He was telling me all about. Um, meeting you aid obviously in London and that he'd had a fantastic time and uh, I was like well what's that that you have on the seat next to you and he was like and this is what I bought and showed me this amazing um, Hasselblad X-Pan that he'd, that he'd purchased um, so yeah he was very excited about that um, I was like can I please can I please have a look and, and he was absolutely so um, he was like look through, look through the viewfinder look through the viewfinder and I I just remember going, putting it up to my eye and being like, oh, that's so pretty. It was just so nice. Such a lovely ratio, you know, with the, with the wide angle on that. And it was just really lovely camera. Um, it's um, ergonomically was lovely. And I can totally see why he was very excited about, um, about his new purchase. So I didn't actually get to see the Minox because I mm. think I've been uh, abandoned in the bag at home for for the maybe new camera. Maybe the X-Pan ate it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it did. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's such a lovely little camera, and um, yeah, he he'd been out obviously shooting with it. Um, he'd taken some shots when he'd first got to Liverpool, and so the plan was after we'd had uh, dinner that uh, on that first night. On the uh, Tuesday, um, he was going to come along and do basically a sort of like workshop with me. So um, on the Tuesday morning, he arrived at Northern Lights, where I have my pop-up dark room and my workshop space and what have you. And uh, and yeah, basically it was so hot outside. My original plan was that we would we go out for a, a photo walk, finish off the roll, that kind of thing. Um, he had actually 
unsurprisingly finished off the role by the time he got to me because he was just so excited about taking photos obviously on his new camera um but it, it in the end it worked out for the best because it was it was too hot for us Brits mm-hmm. to uh, uh to leave the building um so he um came and basically we processed um his role of film which was just brilliant to uh, um to see what was going to come out from that because obviously this is the first time we knew whether it was working or not. So uh, a very important point um, to, to make sure it was actually functioning um, properly. And, uh, and yeah, so got to hand process black and white uh, roll of FOMA that he had in there. So yeah, managed to process the roll of FOMA pan that he had um, and just so excited to see uh, what actually came back from that, what um, what he'd captured. And one of the shots we decided um, when we'd looked at the negatives um, and we put them on the um, on the light pad just to see which one we wanted to print from, but we thought this should be enough time, hopefully to maybe make, you know, one print. Uh, so we went for a little bit of lunch and then came back and uh, made a print from the negative that he'd taken, the shot he'd taken when he first came into Lime Street Station in Liverpool. And it's got, it's got a lovely kind of like curved roof with lots of um, light coming through the skylights and things. And um, that's one that he decided he'd like to make a print of. And here we go. So uh, there are two. Um, we made one obviously for Jeff and I'm, for obviously our listeners who can't see what I'm doing, I'm holding up, um, I'm holding up my, my print. Uh, so we made one for, for each of us. We ended up with about 15 minutes before I had to go and pick Constance up from the nursery. So it was like, quick, let's make this second second print. <laughs> um, so mine probably actually needs a bit more wash time, but I don't think it's going to happen now. He signed it for me. Um, so that's lovely. Um, and I sneakily, I actually got a message from Jeff this morning um, saying, um, so I was just organising, getting my print um, ready f- to go to the framers, and I realised that you'd sneakily uh, written on the back of mine too, because I was like, well, you know, it was shot by Jeff, printed by me. <laughs> <laughs> so I signed on the back for him as well. So uh, that was uh, kind of like a little sort of sneaky little message, um, and I wasn't actually sure when he- when he would see that or if he'd see that. Um, which was quite nice. So, yeah, so we had a lovely day um, in the dark room, uh, processing his roll of film, printing up a shot from that roll, um, which uh, I, I'm going to treasure that. I, lo- I loved it, that. I loved the whole day. It was wonderful to get to get to know Jeff, have, have lovely conversations with him. Um, and uh, as you said, Aid, you know, hear all about his stories and things, which is great. Um, uh, and to actually make something as well was, was just brilliant. So um, as you... Uh, have mentioned you know um being i have to say it was very hot in the uh in the pop-up darkroom tent with um a six foot seven chap um and me uh on the hottest day of the year that we've ever had i think probably in the uk so you had the hottest day weren't you rachel yeah, it was yeah. uh, we were inside a pla- black plastic um <laughs> bag basically <laughs> so uh, yeah as quick as we could together get in there um get get the stuff um printed and get out really um as quick as we could um and then yeah we um went off to 
I was like, Jeff, quick, because he he um, he loves to obviously chat to everybody that we see, which was just brilliant. And he made friends with all the other um, creators and makers and artists who share the um, uh, the space with me at Northern Lights. Um, and, and I was trying to get him out of the building so we could get into the car as quick as we could, so I could get to the nursery before they shut. And they found out that I was a terrible mother that I'd abandoned my daughter. <laughs> But we did. We just about made it in time um, and, uh, yeah, managed to uh, pick, pick Constance up. And she was so happy to be so high up in the air <laughs> when Jeff picked her up. Um, we uh, came back to ours and um, got to meet Adam. And we had a lovely time sitting outside um, when once uh, we got Constance down to uh, to sleep, um, basically having a few drinks and enjoying some um, some conversation, um, which we haven't really had chance to do very much. So uh, that was that was a real treat, honestly, like a real highlight for me, um, getting to do that. So really love lovely time. Held him hostage drunkenly at our house for a few extra hours, but yeah, nice work, Jeff. Uh, he put up with us, which is great, and um, yeah, looking forward to seeing him again soon, obviously. And I will need to get my my print framed up i think now because uh, it'll look it'll look sad and lonely if it's not um so yeah i'll do that <laughs> whilst we were in the dark room um pr uh, printing up um i thought <laughs> i should probably capture a bit of the audio uh, as we hadn't had a chance to to properly do any recording up to that point so I, the only thing I had with me was my phone, so I put it in my apron pocket because, again, we were up against it in terms of time and amount of time that we wanted to spend in the in the pop-up darkroom um, on that day. So it's it, it was in my apron pocket, so it means it is very rustly. My apologies to the listeners. I apologise already to Graham, and he said, it's not me you need to say sorry to. So... To all our listeners, I'm very sorry for the rustling. I did my best. I just wanted to capture some of that like lovely energy that Jeff has, um, and especially getting to see his print magically appearing in the dark room, which is just the best experience, no matter how many times you do it, you know. Um, so I recorded that, um, but obviously I couldn't have my phone out because it would have fogged the paper. So um, yeah, it was in my apron pocket, I'm afraid. Um, but we'll put that in here and hopefully you can have a little listen. We're, okay, I don't know if, if it'll um, pick us up on that. Right, well, I'm going to uh, say yes. Go on. Okay, so uh, what are we doing now then, Jeff? We are doing a print of one image from this roll that we've already done a test strip on, and we're about to make the hero print. Is that about right? Sounds great. Yeah. So we're using a variable uh, frame because Jeff has shot this image on his uh, uh, X-Pan. That's right. Very exciting. New yeah, camera, right. the only Just camera he's ever going to buy again, ever now, again. ever again. It's only acquired a week ago. Yeah, and uh, we're actually processed the negatives, and now we're actually in the dark room printing literally from the negatives that we processed, what, two hours ago? Yeah, that's right. Oh, this is very uh, okay. Can't tell you exactly how the board is going to come out, but. It doesn't have to you know be perfect. Let's see how it we go. Right? Yeah. And we've got our now we have the darkroom clock back in, okay. which is useful. Yes. So when you're ready, um, you're going to hit that for me. I'm going to hit this. So you're going to press it up, and that'll start it. Okay. And I will do this at the same time. And then when it gets to five seconds, you'll let me know, and I will stop the. Okay. Are you ready? Okay, ready. And go. Stop. Great. There we go. It's good teamwork. Let's give it a whirl and see how it came out. Okay. So Jeff has 
the magical tray of chemistry. Yes, yeah, so and let me get ready with the magical tongs of chemistry. Oh, side, don't worry. Okay, that's me being an idiot <laughs> and dropping all the tongs on the floor. This is why they have the extra bicycle lights. So, uh, oh, so magical bicycle them, but lights. We don't know which is which, them. or do we? Yeah, like the grey one's the developer. Okay. This is, this is what happens when you let two meter tall individual into a microscopic dark room. This is great. So okay, I'm ready. Ready with the print. Okay. Give it a whirl. In it goes. Top tray. And then you're just going to agitate that back and forth to make sure that it covers it. This is the most exciting part. Yeah. And this has kind of gotten got fetched up. Let me see if I can. There we go. There we go. go. Oh, Here it is. oh my god. So cool. It looks great. So wow. what's the image that we're seeing here? We're then? looking at the interior of Liverpool Lime Street Railway Station. Yep. I took this right after getting off the train here. And it's the curving arc of the supports of the yep. upper roof and the windows. And then uh, the track has got a lovely like vanishing point as well, going around yeah, the corner. And hasn't it's the it? whole sweep of like side to side of the passengers waiting on the left all the way over to the right side. God, that is cool looking. I think what's really lovely about this is that this looks so good in a panoramic Yeah, for sure. Frame, yeah. isn't it? Like, you would still get a lovely image on right. a standard framing, but there's something really special about that. Yeah, and if you, um, listen, if you shot it with a really wide-angle mm -hmm. lens and cropped it, you could get yeah. something like this. Yeah. But the cinema aspect ratio is Fabulous. like... 20, what is it, 24 by 65. Yeah. So We've just got like a, a sort of like a hint of the sprocket. Yeah, that's right. Just a that? little shadow yeah. of the sprocket. Right, should I go to the Yeah, let's do that. Okay. okay. So, um, actually, yeah, one sec. Tell me which the uh, appropriate tongs oh, for the job yeah, are. That's right. So, close down, and then you've got the other ones. No, that's it. Yeah. I love that you have that. That's a pro. <laughs> it's like I've done this before. Yeah, I almost. Know, almost. <laughs> God, that looks so, so good. So, we've done this a stop, gonna... and we're yeah. just going to bring the. Are you already ready for the fix? Okay. No, we'll give it another minute. That's okay. fine. Yeah. Back and forth. Wow. Play. I'm just surprised. Like, given that this was entirely available light, like how much mm -hmm. detail there is, like, on the sides. Yeah, it's beautiful. That aren't really lit. I'm really looking forward to seeing this out. Yeah, white light, obviously it changes sure. again once yeah, you get it out. Yeah, for sure. White light. So that can come out and stop now. Okay. You are really getting me hooked on the idea of printing stuff, mm -hmm. like proper silver prints. Yeah. Because I'm sure the scan of this will be nice, but this has, like, a... It has its own feel, Yeah, it? for sure. Yeah. And then into the fix. So we'll make sure we put that in there for and then this three minutes. I'm just going to reset that and set that dark room. Oh, okay, so sweet. So we just want to make sure it's definitely fixed. Yeah, um, yeah. If it's not fixed enough or if you don't wash off the fix, obviously yeah. it can degrade over time. Right. So we want to make sure that that stage is definitely um, done properly, f fully done. Look at the little hint of the sprockets yeah, top and at the bottom. Top. So, so we've nice. literally just used um, the old um, gnome uh, enlarger, but it has a kind of like variable size frame. So yeah, because wonder... you were shooting on 35 mil, yeah. I was like, oh, that'll be fine. We'll put it in my 35 enlarger. And then found out that you were going to be using, obviously, your X-Pan. So right. I was like, ah, 
lets you use the other side so that you don't have to crop that image. This goes all the way up to 120? Uh, yeah, or bigger, actually. Bigger? Yeah, God, a bit bigger. And, with, and it's adjustable to any size in yes, between. Yes, that's right. That's really so it's a really useful yeah. tool to have. Um, I do have another variable head enlarger, but um, that's uh, currently elsewhere. And I've also obviously got John's 4.5 yes, yeah. uh, large format, which, um, again, you'd be able to use smaller formats in that, but right. haven't got that same. So I think it's going to be hard for me to come by an enlarger that does what this one does. Yeah. Well, you just have to come back to Liverpool then, uh, Jeff. For sure. Right? Come and do another dark room. That's right. Today. Fantastic. Okay, let's have a look at that clock. Where are we at? Okay, so that's a minute and a half. Can we stand one more minute in I, here? I will, I will try. <laughs> we just want, you know, you know what we're going to do during that minute? Is we're going to fish this out. Yes, let's get rid of that. Oh, um, actually, hold on one moment. I'm going to just get another tray. Is it okay to put this in there? That can just get chucked in here because yeah. that one, yeah. that was our that first, was our first test strip. Look, it's completely black. Um, yeah, well, that's also because we opened the uh, dark. That room. is, oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so we learned nothing wouldn't, from wouldn't that. Normally be, uh, wouldn't yeah. normally have done that. Um, but we knew that that wasn't going to work out. Yeah. So that was fine. And here we go. Here's our final print. So we've done a, we closed the aperture on the enlarger right down. All the way, yeah. Uh, in the end. And then did five second exposure and that's worked out beautifully. So. Okay, and it's worth noting this okay. is 200 speed mm -hmm. on the pan. Yes. And I'm kind of surprised because it, it's more contrasty. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It feels like a faster film. Yeah, but right? again, remember that this is all handmade process at the end as For well. Sure. So you're using photographic paper, which right. has different feel and look to yeah. it, uh, than if you were to scan that in, you probably it probably won't be as contrasted. Yeah, that. that's you true. Don't, you're you don't absolutely right, it. yeah. So you're gonna get a different, and there's a different lens on this from yes. each and is different, etc. So yeah. there's all these lovely kind of like creative aspects to printing in the darkroom because you can still influence how that final print right. comes out yeah. and it can give you a totally different look if you're using somebody else's enlarger or different paper finish. Sure. So we're actually printed on the Ilford multi-grade resin coated satin paper. God, this badass. For this one. I'm going to frame this baby. I mean I should give it to you so. but I'm going to sell Do you know what? We could do another one quickly for me now. I mean, Does that sound okay? Well, that's cool. We've got a five second. Yeah and then three in there. I think Awesome. Yeah, yeah that was fixed now, so okay. I can. Uh, yeah, let's do. Let's here. do it so you can. Does have that sound one? all right? Yeah. Excellent. All right. So where does this go to? Now? Okay, that's gonna. That can just go in back into this oh, tray okay. on top because we're gonna take those out and give them a rinse. Okay. okay. All right. Oh, so we'll print one up right now. Yeah. Because you can. Yeah. Okay. Great. Before we move anything or change anything, because yeah. obviously when you change your size, right, um, as well, that will yes. of course change it. Yeah. So that is done. Good. I can stop that for a second. So, if I get another piece out, would you mind being my uh, uh, clock watcher again? I will again? do that again. I'll do oh, the same please. thing again. You don't mind printing another one for you? No, you should have it. Okay. You've done all. Nice. Look, you've done all the work today. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff just turned up exactly. and was like demanding that we exactly. go process yes. and print and, and you know, I felt like I had to, to right. say, "Oh I, well." I was know. relentless. Yeah, wouldn't let me go. Yeah, I'm ready. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're going to do the same again. So you're yeah. Me so I'm going to just hit this and count five, right? Count. Do I push down? Is that one? It's push up. Push up. Okay. Ready? ready and go. Stop. Great. Teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's pop that in the developer. And you're going to develop this for me. Okay. Okay.
I mean, I just I feel it really. Yeah. Once, once it starts to not be coming through as yeah. crystal clear, then God, it just lights up it. right at the oh. This is the thing that got us hooked on photography right here, wasn't it? That's yeah. what everyone says. Yep. Because I mean, like, think about like the first time seeing that. Honestly, no matter how many times I do this, it's still magical. Like yeah. it's, and you never know what you're gonna get. So every time you put a print through, it's it's another chance to be surprised sure. or like amazed by it, uh, or very disappointed or if very you're disappointed, like. Oh, but but it's so. The thing is, even more than a Polaroid, it just the image comes up so fast. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so in terms of the developer, the stop and the fix I reuse um, yeah. uh, to be economical, and you can use the same stop and fix for your film processing right. as your paper Smart. development. So the ones that we mixed up earlier and used, we've now put into the darkroom trays. But the developer is slightly different. We're using a Nilfoot multi-grade right. um, paper developer. Um, and we develop the film negatives in the DDX. Um, so. The DDX is nice, by the yeah. way. I so that's the liquid that. version. Ah. Um, and then there's the ID11, which is powder. Right. So you could do that if you were wanting to process a lot, because that gives you five minutes. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, I don't have the um, extra um, bottles to put to hold yeah. it. So I have got my, uh, my box ready. Right, okay. ready yeah, notes. let's pop it into the stop. So let's just make sure we get that. Lovely. This little yeah, side tray, I can't say enough about it. Your method yeah. here is Thank you. Beyond yeah, it was definitely one of those. Hmm, how can I make this experience the best it can be? Is this be? the stop bath or the fix? That one's the stop bath, yes. Okay, good. Right. Um, because it's so lovely to see it develop, right? Yeah, and, and the fact this is all translucent, you can yeah. kind of keep an eye on making sure the whole yeah. paper is getting submerged and stuff. Uh, let's take that and pop it into the fix. We should okay. be good. Do you know what's funny is they should sell this for that purpose because it's better than a stack of trays. Mm. You know, if they yeah. were the standard trays that yeah. you can't see through, it's not quite as useful, is it? There we go. Okay. I'm just going to pop the darkroom clock back on for this okay. fixing part so that we know it's definitely uh, yeah. fixed. Sure. And then we've got two prints. So yours is under here. Boy, you did that in three and a half minutes. And then we fix for what did you say? It'll be um, at least two minutes, hopefully yeah. three minutes of that, and then we should be about on time for heading out. Great. So the only thing we'll need to do is uh, just get the chemistry out of these drawers. Right. And um, we'll give it a blast whilst we're uh, um, yeah. doing that, and then head head out. That's a good print too. They're both good. I think they're pretty decent. Well, we'll see when we get it in the light. They look pretty much the same. Normally, I would use um, perhaps a timer yeah. to do that, but you don't need to, obviously. You know, as well, long as you've got a clock that well you can Well, the exposure was check. so quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, so if you put some filters on that, or if you changed the lens. Now, let me ask you just eyeballing some recents in the light. Yeah. Would you do any dodging or burning on this image, yeah. or would you, leave it, you just leave it alone? Yeah, I think that's lovely. It's, it's really nicely exposed across the board, and you're not going to get anything out of those highlights because it's basically just light. You know, yeah. there's, there's nothing above that. So right. I'm looking at the, uh, I just realized it's audio so people can't see it, but um, you're looking at just simply the light of the sky above. And on this side, I'm pretty sure you, you will have detail there. Yeah. It's just, you don't need to say. Right. Uh, but again, it's artistic choice. You know, some people would go, yeah. oh yeah, I want a bit more You know what, if you went large, I mean, God, how in the world would you print a really large version of this image? You would have to have a roll of the different paper 
right. You just need, <laughs> or, you need yeah. a very broad, like you, you know, like they do in the movie. Oh, yeah. you would project <laughs> it on a wall and tap with the paper. Exactly. And you, um, yeah. yeah. And so what you could do is in a like, usual format. Kind of yes. release the paper yeah. a very large very large um, a pack of very large paper and put that into basically test strips sure. for this ratio yeah. right and do it that way we're good okay all right and yeah that'll be fine now okay. uh, let me just get this tray okay and, push that out. and in it goes to the tray okay fabulous okay this feels out like we go. all right okay Okay. I mean, you know, I I have a uh, I have a windowless bathroom. Mm -hmm. That that sounds like a perfect plan. Like this is what a lot of people I mean, I would have to, you know. So he says. <laughs> Here we go. What do you think? Oh wow! Golly! Look at that. Oh my God, Rachel, those look phenomenal. In a way that I had just not experienced. I just think. Perhaps because I'm used to composing in a cinema frame or something. But this will do again when, when it's dry. Yeah. That's why you will say like, wait, dry down. Yeah. Don't know how it probably it. will. Will it will probably the contrast will come down to touch when dry. Yeah. Especially with the different um, sort of sure. the different fish. Yeah. Um, so we'll hang them up, get them uh, and dry. But yeah. What do you, you have? Oh, beyond. I think it's tremendous. I'm so glad we did this. Yeah. Come back and do another one with you this. Count on it. Now you know there's another thing interesting yeah. that they sell for this camera mm -hmm. is a filter that takes the middle of the image down mm -hmm. like half a stop. Right. It's with a frame wide yet vignetting. You can sure. even kind of see yeah, it on this. And so yeah. the idea is that it's fuzzy spot yeah. in the middle of the yeah. filter that kind of counteracts that okay. vignetting. That but the filter is almost ex as expensive as the <laughs> camera. <laughs> I don't I mean I don't know why I'm surprised it's so Yeah, I know. Exactly. Everything about this camera yeah. is So you stand there. And peg it up again? Yeah, just, no, just turn this way. Oh, wait, wait, I didn't get you right. Sorry. No, wait, no, no, it's fine. No, go back to the other side. You were good over there. Okay. All right, now look over your shoulder. Phenomenal! Yay! Oh, I'm sending this to you right away. <laughs> um, oh, I'm so pleased with those. They're lovely. They are. I'm really looking forward to... Uh, to seeing, obviously, get them back, get them scanned. Yeah. Um, let's not forget that negative. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> put the negative in there. That's what happens, isn't it? We're gonna get too excited. Yes. Okay, Jeff, we'll do that. Yes. I'm gonna task you with some tidying up. Yes, please, please do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's pull the negative out of the enlarger just while we're thinking about it, and I'll take stuff wherever you need Perfect. it. Perfect. That'll be great. 
sorry, I don't want that over here. Dry side. Thanks for the sleeve and everything. Well, thanks for Thank everything. Are you kidding? Everything. That carrier is cool, hot. isn't it? Yeah. Do you want to photograph that so you can see what it looks no, like? Do you okay, mind? Okay. okay. So it has wow. the 35 mil section that wow. sits in there, like a little tray. The sound of the seagulls in this place is nice. Yeah, they, they, it just uh, sort of fades back at a certain point, but it's nice. You live on the roof. Yeah. Often, so, uh, yeah that's what happens, right? That is great. Nursery. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, for sure. The life juggle. Great, right? okay, what can I do? Um, okay, so if you could um, go and empty that out and give these a rinse, that would be super. Actually, do you need them? Do you need them like dairy liquid or just, just, just a water just rinse? Just water rinse would okay. be perfect. Um, I can hang that up with this strip. Um, yeah, that would be brilliant. Well, yeah, this Definitely. was me screwing up, by the way. This fell down. So you have I was that. wondering where it got. Yeah, it fell over. Don't, Don't worry. Okay, these and uh, all these? Yeah, I'm just actually I'm just going to use those quickly to get the cans out of okay. here. Um, so, two secs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on the floor, just so it's out of the way. This is the more chaotic stage at the end. I get it. Find a space for everyone. Oops. Um, just because I'm going to bring these out, the tray out. This is the chemistry that I need to get rid of. This looks complicated. Okay. Trying to just because it's longer yeah. that way. So yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to put these back on. <laughs> One sec. Pour those into the jug. Right. And then I can pour from the jug into right, of something course. rather than trying to get it out of the tray yeah, into, makes sense. into there. So, Deb, go. Oops. Should I go do this and come back? Sure, that would be super helpful. Thank you. And then after he finished on Anglesey, and actually that was an interesting thing because sometimes he's lucky he got off the island because some, you know, because it's bridge. The bridges, and I did tell him when we were going across one bridge that sometimes in the bad weather. Um, they shut the bridge so that's one thing about living on an island sometimes you cannot get off him but get off it sorry but um, he did manage to leave me and go down the track the grayer <laughs> he seemed pretty determined though eh? like, I've now got like the wicker man in my head it's like unsuspecting yeah. man visits strange island it is like and, that and yeah. the locals are not keen to let him leave 
Because I, I, I didn't know this had happened afterwards. Because I didn't know hostage at our house wouldn't let him go back to the hotel. And then gladly not letting him leave the island. <laughs> yeah, so he headed back down south then. He, um, oh, <laughs> yeah, back, back, back to normality. Um, I mean, listen, I'm not the complaining type, he lied. Um, so obviously, you know, Aid, you were in London, so Jeff got to meet you in London. Then he went all the way up to Liverpool and met you, Rach, and then he went all the way up to Anglesey and met you, Claire. Wales. First time, his first time in Wales. He'd never been to Wales. It's weird, isn't it? Um, and then he kind of just kind of flew straight past Oxford as fast as he could, <laughs> um, saying that something about he had to go to an Encanto sing-along thing. I I don't know, but it sounded quite made up. Um, and, and so... Jeff didn't exactly come to me. I got to go to Jeff. Listen, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I was I was very excited to go and see Jeff, see his new camera, but I did have to get up at six o'clock in the morning. Who knew there was even a six o'clock in the morning? But apparently there is a six o'clock in the morning. Uh, and get on the train and go down to London to meet Jeff, uh, which is a delight, as it's already been covered, to see his uh, shiny new uh, Hasselblad X-Pan. Um, that was a bit disappointing because I'm, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, for one thing, like listeners who don't follow Jeff on social media might be quite surprised to find that he's just spoofed all this money on uh, an, an X-Pan, having dithered for a very long time. But if you listen to I Dream of Cameras, you'll know that Jeff is very particular about his cameras. You know, even if he imagines that there might be something like a scratch on the inside, it bothers him. I mean, you guys have all seen this X-Pan. It's a bit rough around the edges, right? There's definitely paint missing on the That's bottom. Crazy. I'm just kind of surprised that he's bought this beta-upper of an X-Pan. Um, but, you know, he's to his own. If he can look past its its flaws, then um, good for Jeff. Um, also, he let me down slightly because I, I tried to be quite mindful. That, okay, Jeff's coming. I'm going to take cameras with me that really speak to the Jeffness of the whole situation. So I took with me the half a cookie camera. I oh, took yeah. um, an Olympus Pen EE3 because mm. I was like, yeah. This is what Jeff's all about. He's about half cookie. I turned up there and I have my little half frame camera and he's got a whole two cookies worth of a camera. <laughs> and did I feel a little bit, I don't know, you know. Um, shorter than usual. Shorter than usual. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, as has been mentioned by Rachel, um, Jeff is quite a chatty Cathy, <laughs> as we've all discovered. <laughs> and he also just grabs people. So if you... If you ever see Jeff in the street, you don't need to approach him. Just have a film camera on display and he will approach you. <laughs> Guarantee it. And he grabbed a couple of passers-by. Well, to be fair, he grabbed one passerby, uh, a very nice gentleman whose name I can't remember, who's down from um, Glasgow, I think it was. And we got chatting for quite a while about cameras and about stuff. And um, But, you know, Jeff was going to look at my X-Band. This is fantastic. In fact, I think he even gave the guy his X-Band to take a picture of us with it. Um, and I'm there with my little Olympus pen going, oh, no, <laughs> I feel very weeny. Um, and then the same happened later because we went to have a drink in the pub where Jeff had been staying. And... Um, the lady staying, working behind the bar there saw our cameras on the table and actually approached us and said, I've just bought my first film camera. She just bought her first um, Pentax K1000 and had loaded it up with, I think, with HP5. And she was, and it was awesome. So it was really lovely to get to chat to a couple of people about film cameras. Uh, 
There was also another instance where we were walking along and Jeff saw this gentleman shooting with a contacts something or other. And Jeff went, he's shooting with a contacts! And the guy just looked at us and then looked away. It's like, no, Jeff, he's not biting. All the time that we walked past somebody wearing a friend's jumper and Jeff yelled, I worked on that! I was like, oh my God, Jeff, please just keep moving. Um, so anyway, I suppose that leads on to where we went to. Uh, so we met up. We went to Regent's Park um, to have some breakfast, which was very nice. Nice. And we had originally planned to go to Portobello Road Market. Um, but then because we were quite short on time and because Portobello Road Market looked mad busy and I'm not a biggest fan of people, we thought, well, let's go to Regent's Park. But then it transpired, one, that Jeff had booked a hotel in Labbrook Grove in London, which is very close to Portobello Road, specifically because he wanted to go to this camera store called Cameras London. Um, and secondly, that Jeff had 100% left his bags at this hotel <laughs> and very much needed to get them. And again, I say hotel, it was a pub, um, before he got on his uh, plane. So we had to go back there anyway. So I said, look, let's let's do this Portobello market thing. Um, and... For listeners that haven't been to Portobello Road Market, of which I assume there are probably quite a few, it's a long road that's all market and people and many, many people. And we started at the wrong end of this and we're just walking and walking and walking through this absolute sea of people. And at one point, um, and we were starting to question what the wiseness of our decision because we were getting very hot. It was very crowded. And both Jeff and I were getting a little bit like, oh, so many people. Um, and there was no sign of this camera store. And Jeff said, this is like this is like the monkey fountain. I'm like, I beg your pardon, Jeff. He said, this is like the monkey fountain. When he'd been to, I think, Rome or Florence, somewhere in Italy, it really doesn't matter. Um, and they'd been, he'd been there with his partner at the time and had been climbing all of these steps trying to find this monkey fountain. I don't know why. I think it might be the American thing. Um, and they were at the point where they were like, look, let's just give up and turn around. And this partner said, but we'll never find the monkey fountain. Um, so hence there was this similarity. I, to be honest, the story wasn't very interesting. I never actually found out whether he did get to the monkey fountain in the end. But anyway, that's why this is like a monkey fountain, apparently. So we kept going. So like, no, Jeff, we're going to find your damn monkeys. And um, and he harangued somebody else on the street and asked where the camera thing was. And we found our way to Cameras London. So um, this is a market store in Portobello Road. I think... It might only be there on Saturdays. I'm not 100% certain of that, but it's definitely there on a Saturday apart from the next couple of Saturdays. Um, and they had a really good selection of cameras there. Um, I was pleasantly surprised both with stuff that they had there and also the prices. I'm not going to say that they were cheap. They weren't cheap, but they weren't eye-wateringly gouging either. Uh, they had a really good range of stuff. They had a good selection of um cameras for people buying a first-time camera lots of good practical entry-level slrs some point and shoots um a few bits of weird and wonderful stuff um uh neither jeff nor i bought anything um jeff decided he's never going to buy another camera again which is obviously <laughs> a lie he did buy one thing he bought a pack of polaroid 690 film from i think the expiracy date that was 2004 so that film is definitely dead and of no use whatsoever but he did buy that because <laughs> because it was only 10 pounds it's like well, okay i'll take a point mate enjoy your sheets of gray paper jeff um 
But yeah, if you find yourself in London and you can face the crowds, it's definitely worth going and checking out that. Very nice people there. Um, and they've got an Instagram. I did actually find their Instagram feed uh, earlier. It is at Cameras London. Um, and yeah, definitely worth a look. Uh, nice people, nice store, very friendly. Um, lots of enthusiastic people there looking at and buying cameras. So that was a nice treat. And uh, and then after that, I said, brief, brief stop to go and have a drink and meet a very enthusiastic new film shooter who um, I hope is going to have a lot of fun with her, her camera. I did suggest that she went to uh, the Bright Rooms Dark Room. Well, it's not ca- they're called Bright Rooms anymore. It's called Cameras. It's called something else like with cameras now. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, Bright Rooms has been renamed. But the Dark Room opened in Peckham. So go there, learn how to develop your film. Um, and then got Jeff on a plane. Well, on a train. I didn't go the whole way to the airport with him. Mm-hmm. I just made sure he got on the train. I was like, yeah, he definitely is gone now. Um, I, I feel like I escorted him out of our country as far as I needed to. I did make sure he hadn't pinched any of the silverware. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it was uh, good. I mean, like I said, apart, apart from the fact that I did have to go to Jeff rather than Jeff can, going can to me. Can I like pick you up on that, actually? <laughs> just just uh, apart from the sheer just lack of gratitude of it um, <laughs> for the last umpteen years whenever we've said let's do a meetup right uh-huh. who is the one that goes yeah it's got to be in oxford because that's just the middle of where we all live isn't it, it right i can't well is geography so, my fault <laughs> well no geography isn't your fault clearly um <laughs> but 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 you could work on your attitude i mean you have some control over that <laughs> that's like geography marks <laughs> <laughs> attitude <laughs> did you get a pint and a packet of crisps graham no i got a cappuccino and i think it was a mushroom and feta cheese bagel because we had breakfast in regent's park which is very nice nice place to have what breakfast. are you moaning about then i the x-pan uh this camera it's a very nice camera it's quite a big camera I, mm. I, it's one of those ones i was quite That's glad i got to pick up and have a look through and go oh, this is very nice i'm all right not having this camera i'm glad that um see i really loved it i did as well right yeah. and i thought to myself you know i was saying that in this last year everyone i've i seem to meet has got a Leica. So I don't know if it's just Leicas have had a resurgence or they've always been really popular and I just keep meeting people with Leicas. If I had the choice, I would go for the camera that Jeff has got. Uh, It's a similar sort of size, I feel, to like M6 or something. Mm, I love it. And it's quite easy to use, wasn't it? And I love the noise. I know it's... It was lovely. I didn't record it. Oh, shit. Um, but I love the wide, the wide, like you say, the wide cinema frame. I thought, I thought it was a beautiful camera. I want one. In fact, I want one of those. I'm, 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 it's yeah. got me hooked on those two cameras. Yeah, but then any camera you get to see, Claire, you do almost instantly decide that you want, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you are a magpie, one hundred percent, when it comes to cameras. Um, yeah. You know. It was it was great it was great to meet Jeff uh, and uh, really really enjoyed it and uh, I look forward to meeting him again you know mm-hmm. yeah so uh, is, is that um, well I uh, I guess I we've been slightly interrupted there not sure when Rachel's going to be able to make it back into the conversation um, she is. oh here she is hey I'm back sorry about that um, oh. sorry Mar- Marcy uh, our dog she's um, yeah she's uh, not 
great with her hips now and I think she just got a little bit stuck she's okay she's all right sorry it was it like you say I heard you say it's not a very Marcy like noise and you're right it's not it didn't sound great but she's all right don't worry her, her, her hips seemed fine when I was last up there when she was actually trying to mountain lion my face off me <laughs> That's true. she did she did have a good swipe <laughs> Um, she was on the new supplements, actually, and you could tell that they were doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were Marcy drugs. I want some of what she's having. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I've completely forgotten to to let Jeff know that we have her because I just assumed that everybody everybody knows that we have her. And he was like, "Oh, who's this?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> big dog, meet big fan." <laughs> yeah, yeah, big dog, meet Marcy. <laughs> I just want to, um, very quickly before we wrap up on all this, um, one of the things, because I was sort of mindful of the conversation we had before, I was trying to think about, okay, I need to be trying to take pictures based on song lyrics, etc. So I did go into that with that in mind, and I had this great idea. Um, basically, I was going to get... <laughs> Jeff to the YMCA um, because half frame was great for that, but we just didn't get time. Um, so I did take a few pictures. I have taken some pictures for song lyrics because basically, when you're in a built up area like London, you can put wavy camera, anything can go. I bet I can find a song lyric that goes with that. <laughs> I, uh, train station, though, I think I took it to ride. Uh, there you go. Um, you name it, I'll find something. Oh, paperback book, that's fine. Uh, you know, it's anything. So, um, yeah, I think I have. I put a very short roll of film in my half a cookie camera, so um, it was quite nice. I mean, I, I know you're raving about Jeff's X Pan. You know yeah. what? Taking my Olympus Pen E three out again. That's a pretty sweet little camera. There's just something quite delightful about the fact that you have a camera that you just have a button to press. And when the conditions aren't right for you to be able to take a picture, it puts a big red flag in your face and says, <laughs> nope, and won't let you push the button. And if you, that doesn't come up, you can push the button and take a picture. And if it does come up, then you're great. So awesome. I've never used one of those either. I've never shot a heart frame camera. Don't own one. I've never touched one, used one or anything. It sounds great. It's great. It's great. They are they are fantastic. And and the point is that you know, so Gabe calls them half a cookie. Said, why would you want half a cookie? Yeah, the, the bit that he's missing is that you can have an awful lot of half cookies. Seventy two halves of cookies is a, a pretty good. <laughs> I suppose it depends on what you're going to do with that half a cookie afterwards, right? You know, mm-hmm. like, are you going to print it up large on the and put it on the wall? In which case, maybe a full cookie or a two 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 cookies is is good, but. You know, if uh, if you just want to do that for the fact that you're able to get obviously twice as many shots on a roll, then you know, and enjoy the shooting experience of that of having that little camera in your pocket, then yeah, sounds great. Mm-hmm. Or, or go for your little spy camera, your little Minox. Yeah, I was going to say we can be. I like. Oh, I love that Minox. We can be. Like, we could be like extras in uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. We could be like Smiley's people going around. <laughs> It's great. I love it. Everybody has their own thing for the Minox, don't they? Like everybody has their yeah. own frame of reference for it. For mm. me, it's always Sean Connery as James Bond, right? That's that. Yeah, that that's. I forget which one of them. It was one of the proper early ones. Yeah, early sixties. Mm. Uh, and I can't remember which film, but there's, that that's the image I have of somebody with one of those spy cameras. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's got their own thing. So all good. All good. Right, mm. well, so, uh, Graham, you were trying to get us to talk there about taking photos of song lyrics. Mm. Um, I, theme, right? Yeah, yes. Um, I, I I might have to report slightly after the fact on my own adventures at shooting song lyrics. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's all right. Well, that's fine. I mean, I don't know whether, because like I said, it, it was... 
It was very hot last week. <laughs> I think. Well, never mind. I was on a holiday because... with my family, so I wasn't really doing a lot of photography, to be honest, other than the odd family snapshot. So, um, yeah, it's. Uh, hey ho, uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, I could. I could retrofit it, but I couldn't honestly hey, say that, that I. I could retrofit it, but I couldn't honestly say that I actually went out searching for stuff. So yeah, <laughs> I'm probably not the best. I'm not leading by example this week. Sounds like Graham, you're leading by example. Yeah, as always, the best example. <laughs> Or the worst yeah, one. Yeah, so sorry, I can't believe I just said that. Shit. Yeah, that seems a little <laughs> bit weird. Well, we won't. We'll shall we come back to it in let's say a couple of weeks because we've got our show for next mm. week sorted out already, haven't we? Yeah. We so do, yes. Um, I know that we've got at least one one email regarding uh, the song mm-hmm. song lyrics. So you know, and, and it's getting to a point now where people are starting to get a bit of holiday time. We're heading into August now, so if you haven't shot. Um, anything for it yet and you fancy doing that then do please take some pictures on the theme of song lyrics and just send some stuff into us or send your thoughts into us or record something whatever you want to do listen we where are we sending it Graham? sunny16 at gmail.com is sunny where you send podcast at gmail.com oh, yeah I, see. I was doing I thought oh, I've done so well I didn't say sunny16 presents at gmail.com but I did forget to that one at Incident- least work I would at least work that's very true <laughs> incidentally um the first episode of Grain Splaining did go out on Sunny Sixteen oh, Presents. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it was as I said to uh Emma and to Alex, I I didn't really know what I wanted when I <laughs> jammed those two together and said, you know, you should do something. But boy did I get it. <laughs> it was it was something quite special. They are two wonderful people. And Emma's off in Bangkok now having a great time. But I have got episode two waiting to go out while she's away. So look forward to that. Brilliant. So we've got Grainsplaining on um, Sunny 16 Presents and um, asking everybody to send in their audio or their pictures or their emails to um, sunny16podcast at gmail.com um, in the next couple of weeks. And then we'll have a little chat about it and uh, read through some emails. Mm. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Cool. All right. Excellent. Well, there we go. Uh, that's uh, that's it for this week, then, folks. I almost said that's all, folks. And it's like, <laughs> I think somebody once said that before me. Uh, so uh, we have been the Sunny Sixteen Podcast. As always, it's an honour and a privilege to to talk with you all. Uh, and uh, we will be back next week. We'll play you out with Rachel's band Rocker. You can get their music, their album, I should say. Uh, promises I should have kept. Uh, at all good internet places because uh, that's how you define a good internet place we should probably have a copy on the sunny 16 website if uh, lic- licensing allowing of course but. <laughs> anyway, on that note uh yeah we'll see you next week folks take care goodbye, goodbye. Bye. Bye.